Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part four of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 33, 12 through 23. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. This is part two of the chapter. And uh, I was thinking as we were worshiping together of a passage in 1 Corinthians 14 where there's a discussion about prophecy. And it basically says when the ungifted or unbelieving person comes in, it will disclose the secrets of their heart. And they will declare, certainly God is in this place. When I think about show me your glory, that's really what we're, we're after. We want to know God. We want, we want to experience his presence uh, in our midst. And the good news is that he lives in us. Amen? Amen. And uh, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when we come collectively, the church is also the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so it's a beautiful thing. Uh, how many guys went to the men's retreat this last weekend? Raise up your hand. Brothers, it was good to be with you over the weekend. That was a real special time up on the mountain. Uh, I pray that uh, as you got down the mountain, you didn't get spiritually attacked too much and that you are keeping things moving in the right direction. The theme is to walk worthy. Uh, that's what we studied up at the men's retreat, and we tried to bring that down the hill, and that is a beautiful thing. So Exodus 33, show me your glory. We're going to read the passage together. So why don't you, if you're able to stand, stand one more time with us as we read from verse 12, and we'll finish the chapter. Exodus 33, verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, 33, 12, Bring up this people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, I pray you, if I found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. 15. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how then can it be known that I found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not by you going with us, so that we... I and your people may be distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth. The Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing of which you have spoken, for you found favor in my sight, and I have known you by name. Then Moses said, I pray you, show me your glory. And he said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no man can see me and live, 21. Then the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me and you shall stand there on the rock and it will come about while my glory is passing by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take my hand away, and you shall, you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Heavenly Father, as we think about this most incredible encounter and see it fulfilled in the next chapter, 
Our hearts yearn like that of Moses. Show us your glory. Send down your presence, Lord. And you've done that in the person of Christ. In fact, in the person of Jesus, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We beheld his glory. Thank you that you came and lived and moved among us. And in these last days, you've spoken to us through your son, who is the radiance of your glory. Oh God, open our eyes to see marvelous things from your word, to have application, and to become more like you because we've been here. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Amen. You can have a seat. Exodus 33, show me your glory. This is part two. And so if you were with us last time, we talked about this idea of a face-to-face encounter and how Moses used to speak with God face-to-face as one man speaks to another. I shared with you that that's a Hebrew idiom. That is a figure of speech for closeness or an intimate relationship. Moses, we just read, could not see God's face because if he saw God's face, he would die. Moses was a sinner, so he could not see the full glory of God, but he would get a glimpse of the glory. He would get to see God's back, if you will. Now, what does that mean? Well, what we're dealing with is what's called anthropomorphic terminology. What does that mean? That means we are being given speech so that we can relate physical realities that we understand with spiritual realities. So when anthropomorphic terminology is used or uh, figurative language is another way to say it, the comparisons with the human body to the person of God only go so far. It's just one way to express uh, a divine being like God who is spirit essentially. So that would mean he doesn't necessarily have a face or a hand or a back. But these are ways for us to understand what's being said. And so Moses' deep yearning is to see the face of God. Just in case uh, you weren't with us last, night, last time, um, this is a recap. The Lord said it was time to go to the promised land at the beginning of the chapter. He also said that he was not going with the people. That's 33.3. It was just too dangerous. In his holiness, God might have to destroy the Israelites on the way because of their sin. Now their sin that they had committed was with the golden calf. God was certainly angry. You could say he was offended. He was hurt. And he is a God of wrath and a God of justice. And so in one sense, this was an act of grace where he said, if I travel among you, I just might break out and destroy you. So this reality that God's not going with us, yes, the good news, we're going to the promised land. The bad news, God's not going with us, caused 33-4, the people to go into mourning. They began to grieve at this reality. And so they showed signs of repentance, if you are with us last time, by taking off their jewelry. Their jewelry was used in the making of the golden calf. And so they put on, if you will, the garments of mourning. And so Moses would meet with the Lord at the tent of meeting. I described that tent of meeting to you last time. It wasn't the actual tabernacle, but a different tent. And it was outside the camp. Do you remember that? And Moses would go regularly and speak with the Lord as one man speaks to another. And when Moses got up out of his tent and walked to the tent of meeting, the people would gaze at Moses and they would look 
upon him. And I think there was kind of a longing and a question mark that hovered over their souls because they'd just been told that they were going to the promised land, but God wasn't going with them. And God even said, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out, if you will, in human language, what I'm going to do with you, you know. And that had to be a scary proposition for the people. What would happen next? How do you do life without God? We asked some of those questions last time. And the good news was that God was still condescending to meet with Moses, the mediator, at the tent of meeting. His glory was coming down in the cloud. That's 33.9. The people were also worshiping, that's 33.10, at their tents. They were bowing to the Lord. Moses was interceding and having these face-to-face meetings with God. That's 33.11, direct communication with God, etc., and so that is a summary of where we've been and uh, what has happened so far. And Moses said to the Lord, this is now an example of one of those face-to-face encounters at the tent of meeting. If you were curious, well, what did a conversation face-to-face look like? What did Moses and God talk about? Here's an example. Moses said to the Lord in one of those encounters, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name. That is obviously a deep personal relationship. And you have also found favor in my sight. If that's the case, in light of that, therefore I pray, Moses' first prayer request of three is this, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways, that I may know you so that I might find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. Now, you say to me, bring up the people, go to the promised land, but you haven't said who's coming with us. Now, we do know, as we studied last week, that the Lord said an angel is going to go with you. And maybe Moses was saying something like this, which angel is going with us? We know the angel of the Lord had gone with them at other junctures, but what's an angel compared to the presence of God? Angels are cool and all that. Amen. They are ministering spirits. We learn about a few angels in the Bible, like Gabriel and Michael. I'm partial to Michael, personally. But uh, angels are somewhat mysterious. And, and yes, when they show up at the tomb of Jesus and in other places, they are shining and all of that and somewhat mysterious. But still an angel is not God. And, and thus, this is a step backward. And so Moses is saying, could you clarify which angel is going with us? You've said, end of, thir- uh, end of 12, you've said, I've known you by name. And you've also found favor in my sight. These, this language is the language of deep intimacy because we would argue that God knows everyone's name. Amen? I mean, he knows. There's an old Maranatha song. I remember it being sung at the Harvest Crusade many years ago. He, he knows my name. He knows my every thought, right? Um, and... And that's true because God knows everything. The world and everyone in it belongs to him. So if that's the case, then what is he saying about Moses? Well, remember, Moses enjoyed face-to-face communication with God, a special privileged relationship. And so this is something like, I know you and I love you. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
you can watch videos of Pastor Michael's teachings. 19 chapters later! We know sometimes you hear Pastor Michael mention slides or give other demonstrations, and we have made sure you have access to all the videos from his Sunday sermons. The modern application could be the power of the sword with, for example, a police officer. Watching the videos can also be a good way to see how animated Pastor Michael can be. Even if you have to gulp after you've prayed it. And Lord, one more thing, not... My will. <laughs> you can watch the video from today's teaching when you visit walkintruth.com. We also live stream one of our Sunday morning services. Pastor Michael believes fellowship is important, so he prefers you attend your church on Sunday mornings. Or you can visit our church, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. Before we jump into it, would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for the youth upstairs enjoying a little bit of a party and celebration. But Pastor Michael understands some circumstances make it difficult to attend church services in person. So, you are invited to watch our 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time service. God is not caught by surprise. A golden calf, I can't believe it. Moses may have been, God was not. To watch Pastor Michael's teachings live, hear the worship music and fellowship from where you are, follow our YouTube channel. You can find the link and information on walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Jesus is coming again. Do you believe it? We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. Remember, Moses enjoyed face-to-face communication with God, a special privileged relationship. And so this is something like, I know you and I love you. I, I've known you. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you when you were being formed in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And as a believer, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ tonight, you have the great privilege of knowing God and being known by Him and having Him live inside of you. You want to talk about face-to-face? Now this is anticipating the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives is a down payment of what's to come, guaranteeing our future redemption. I'm pointing at my ring because I've pointed out to you guys before that the modern Greek word for the guarantee of the Holy Spirit's presence in our life is a engagement ring, guaranteeing our future redemption. God gives us the promised Holy Spirit and says, this is my assurance to you. I will finish what I started and I will bring you all the way home. Amen. And so we have this beautiful promise that God knows us. He loves us. He accepts us. In Philippians 3.10, Paul says, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection and even the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. And so this is a great prayer request from Moses. It's the opening few verses. He says, I pray, if I have found favor in your sight, I want to know your ways. Look at the middle of 13 that I may know you. Can I submit to you? You can't know somebody unless you know their ways. If you want to make a claim to know anybody, I could say, 
yeah, I know so-and-so. Let's just say it was a, a baseball player or somebody who I, I know who they are, but I don't know them, and they probably don't know me. If you want to know the Lord, to know the Lord is to know his ways. Amen? And how do you learn the Lord's ways? You study his word. You learn what he's like. You cry out, teach me your ways, O Lord. I want to know you. I want to know your will. And I think Moses may be crying out because he knows what God has said so far is that he's got to lead the people to the promised land and God's presence in some way may be now more limited. What should Moses do? I want to know the God who knows me. Moses essentially says, if I'm going to lead well, I must know you better. And I want to say this to anyone who considers themselves a leader tonight. If you want to lead well, you must know God better. In Ephesians 1.17, Paul prayed, Open the hot, our eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to know you better. Give me 2020 spiritual vision. I remember I was playing racquetball some years ago, and I was playing with a lawyer. Yes, <laughs> I'll just let that sit for a second. A lawyer. And he... I'm sorry if you're a lawyer, but he would argue every call on the racquetball court. Now, I'm using hyperbole, not every call, but, but he seemed to want to argue every point. And, and so it got a little bit annoying, and we were at the smoothie bar one day, and I was about to pay for my smoothie, and he peered into my driver's license and said, Aha! It says on your license, corrective lenses. I would destroy you in a court of law. And he's trying to make his point that he was right on the racquetball court because I had corrective lenses. Two points I would make. One, I had the corrective lenses inside my eyes at the time, which gave me 2020 eyesight. And two, I reminded him that he's an attorney. And anyway. <laughs> so I think, I think I won the argument. I don't know. Anyway. If you want to be a leader, you need to know the Lord's ways because that's how you get to know the Lord. David prayed in Psalm 86, 11, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Listen. Unite my heart to fear your name. In Psalm 103, 7 through 14, these are the words in the psalm. He says, He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are dust. That's Psalm 103, 7 through 14. God made known to Moses his ways. Effective leadership in a Christian context 
is always getting to know the good shepherd. One of my consistent prayers is this, Lord, make me a shepherd after your own heart. Maybe you would pray that as a husband or a wife. Maybe you would pray that as a leader of a company or whatever the context may be. Make me more like you so I can be more effective. Uh, The first king of Israel, Saul, got himself in trouble because he tried to do things his own way. And God said he was going to choose a man after his own heart. Acts 13.22 reads this way. After he he had removed Saul, he raised up David to be their king, concerning whom God testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, keep listening, who will do all my will. Acts 13, 22. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. If you want to know what that means, it's a man who will do all of my will. Not my will, but your will be done. The Lord taught us to pray, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. You've been listening to Show Me Your Glory, Part 4 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 33, verses 12 through 23. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We would love it if you joined us this Sunday morning for church service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Now, you can do that whether you live in Southern California or not. We live stream our 1030 a.m. service. But if you're in the area, we'd actually prefer if you can come in and fellowship. You can get service and live stream information when you visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. As we build up to Moses asking the Lord to show him his glory, he says, I want to know your ways. He says, uh, now, therefore, I pray you, if I found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you. You know, when you think about God's ways, God's ways are the ways of wisdom. His way is the everlasting way. Psalm 139, uh, around verses 23 and 24. Jesus is the way. Jesus talked about the entering the narrow gate. There's a lot of biblical imagery about walking in the light, walking according to the word, walking in step with the spirit. And sometimes we wonder, what should be my priority as a Christian? Because I'm hearing Christians fight back and forth and some argue that there's, you know, uh, too much of this in some churches and then arguments over political perspectives and what does God really care about this or that? And it can get confusing sometimes, and we don't even know quite how to navigate. Let me just say this. If you know God and you know his ways, then you'll know what to do. Now, not everybody may agree. And if you emphasize one thing above another one particular time, you may not. You may get some pushback. But if you know God and you know his ways, then you'll know what you should do. Um, he'll give you wisdom. He'll give you the power of the Holy Spirit to have the wisdom you need to appraise and discern God's perfect will. 
just staying close to him, which is really the whole scene up on the mountain. Moses says, I, I want to know you better. Show me your glory. God would speak to him as a, as a friend face to face, all in chapter 33 of Exodus. This is what it means. You get to know him. You get to know his ways. They're, they're really, when you get to know him, you will know his ways and you'll know what's right and true. Hey, thank you for joining us for the book of Exodus. This is Pastor Michael Lance. If you're new to the broadcast, we've been teaching the book of Exodus for a while, and it's amazing the content that is really in every book of the Bible, but the book of Exodus is just so amazing. And I pray you've been enjoying it. Hey, tell a friend about what you're hearing. You can find out more about the ministry here when you go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. You can link to the church. You can link to videos, uh, church services, and you know the teaching, which we have a ton of teaching from different books of the Bible. It's all there at walkintruth.com. Hey, send us a note. I'd love to hear about how the program has been a blessing to you, how it's impacting you. Once again, walkintruth.com. And we'll see you here, Lord willing, on Monday. God bless you. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. Also, more people like you can dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $10 a month. Or you can always give a one-time gift. Please visit walkintruth.com to give. And join us Monday for Part 5 of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 33, verses 12 through 23, called Show Me Your Glory. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.